Greetings, listeners. This is Termination Shock. Hello, Greg Stolze here, along with... Jose Garcia. And Lachlan Sudarshan. All right. So... What I was planning, you know how running Termination Shock, I've had this very rigid structure of how an adventure or a session plays out. I'm departing for that, from that for this one. Okay. I'm listening. Uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, how most procedural TV shows, every now and again, they'll throw in a curve that is sort of a, a character episode or a, a setting episode. Uh, I, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm now feeling like this could uh, could use that, uh, especially guys, since you guys, you, you kind of had a last rough... Uh, you kind of had a rough last session. We sure did. Uh, Lachlan, we had a rough you last session like in, to... what, in what context? Uh, in the context of uh, it was Stanley got all shot up, right? Yeah. Or cliffhanger. Like we, we got, we, yeah, we got all kinds of banged up. <laughs> Christ. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. I can oh, do wait, the recap. No, it was this Henry. Week. Yeah. I, well, I got banged up too. I got smacked in the head by a. Uh, almost got smacked in the head by a. Uh, yeah. No. Because you, you you had gotten like thrown back, and then I had um, taken the the bullet for um, Elijah for our dad. Right. Did he get hit at yeah. all? Elijah. Yeah. Or did no, you? No, he did not. Okay. You had yeah. said, "Hey, uh, you made your like reflex save or whatever. You can either, you know, dive for cover or block the thing." And I'm just like, "Well, if he takes that, then he's definitely going to be killed, and I gotta have my pops." So, ah, <laughs> uh, good times. Well, okay, yes. Looking at the character sheets, Henry has taken six points of lethal damage out of his total of eight. Okay, and awesome. Stanley. Stanley, on the other hand, has taken six points of exhaustion damage in his social <coughs> hit points. Right from uh, from the argument with uh, the uh, mysteriously, though not so mysteriously, with returned the... Oppo. Oppo, right? Okay, that's right. You you got in uh, into a public debate in the fora with Apo, who wants to run for lawgiver. Mm-hmm. And so, so far, the the three candidates seem to be him running on a platform of xenopho of pure xenophobia. Uh, Greta Schenker, who is the the law and order candidate, and the daughter of our old uh, rivals back on Mars, yeah, and, our neighbor, and your old friend Aruna, yes, yes. who is going to try to like out collaborationist us which i have some mixed feelings about <laughs> so all right what else did we have going on in the previous oh hey okay actually something yep. i should do is turn my camera on because you remember you encountered oh. the tumbleweed alien right right Hello. let me try to make my thing bigger oh shoot hang on can you keep holding it up? Because I, sure. I didn't see it. So, last session for listeners at home, oh, nice. they encountered an alien that looked sort of like a 
congery of spiny legs that, cool, huh? uh, yeah, my yeah, description really cool. was inspired in part by the black plastic combs I used as a kid. So it had that kind of, it looked like it was made out of, uh, it was a bunch of differently scaled cricket legs made out of <laughs> The black light. plastic combs that we all used as a kid. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that came, bought the hubcap that was in the, uh, the manufacturing device that was in your, your extremely messy squat. And then the Robocops showed up looking for that. Yes. And it yes. paid you in a block of what was basically invisible aluminum. Yep. Right. And then you found out that the giant, smelly pile of mold in the basement was actually alive and just hibernating. I had and said a that exact thing, but nobody listened to me. <laughs> Uh, so at the, at the uh, beginning of every horror movie is a scientist being ignored. Yeah, no, it's it's totally cool. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> um, well, no, you probably came out of that better for having had that alertness because you know, yeah, yeah, at least it didn't get the drop on you. Uh, sure. And it has now been shot to death by the bell-shaped flying police units. But they've they've hauled off, and uh, so the the begin we we left with the cliffhanger of you sprawled in the filthy basement, and your body feels really really bad. You have curled up hard into a uh, a fetal position, and your torso feels uh, the the pain is sharp, deep, intense. You can tell you're not bleeding, mm-hmm. uh, but if you try and straighten out at all, it feels like everything between your pelvis and your short ribs is getting horribly stretched. <laughs> My short ribs. I'm hungry too. Um, okay, uh, so in this system, do I take a penalty to doing checks and stuff when I'm at low hit points? Or is it like D&D, where as long as I have at least one, I can just act normally? Yeah, you're okay. Uh, you, can, you can act normally. I'm good? Okay. Uh, you can know, I if, medical myself and heal some of my, my hit points? No. <laughs> no, this is... You're looking, and there's no injury, but there are these, like, three spots on your body which are puckered and tight and hard. It's like you got shot with something that turned your body into keloid scar. So was that just at the point of impact or is that like my whole my whole torso region? It feels like it's going through you coming out the back and attached to the wall. And the as you you know as you're doing this as you're examining yourself and finding out just how bad this hurts. Spoiler, real bad. You see the robots open fire on the uh, Mickery machine. God damn it. Didn't even get to uh, use it yet. Well, there, there goes all our dreams up in smoke. Well, and so are you, do you even notice that uh, beside the spectacle of your brother lying there groaning, wailing, manfully no, clutching himself? Not. Yeah. 
No, uh, no. Stanley doesn't notice that because he, he, he you know, his uh, his brother and his dad have just been banged up by it. It all happened so fast. He's he's trying to to do something, but obviously he doesn't have the medical knowledge of his brother. So by the time he even looks around to notice that they're shooting the machine, it's already too late. Yeah, they're flying away. Um, what? You know the one that you, that had the damage to it. Oh wait, no the the two original robots got uh, got blown up, didn't they? So it's the, yeah. Then they called for reinforcements. It's the giant one, and it you know briefly turns to you and says, "And it's again a line of recorded dialogue from some movie you've never seen. Keep your nose clean, buddy." And then he flies away. That's so, uh, that's you, Escape from New York, isn't it? It's probably been used. It could be a lot of numbers. things. It's a pretty common okay. cliche. Um, right. You guys do know where the Hospital for Humans is, and it's actually not that far. Yeah, no. Right, which that. is why we settled on this place, one of the reasons. Okay, great. So uh, let's, uh, let's, do, let's do triage. First of all, I'm kind of bummed out that Slime Mold got killed. He didn't really do anything to anybody. Um, are there, like, some, some pieces of him left over so we can maybe take it to... Uh, somebody and see what he is or like Not right now if there are more of him there's or, there's okay. yeah there's there's fried slime mold about but right now yeah eli is trying to look for a stretcher and you know of course what you've got is one of your you know this this tapestry you wove that took you 18 months of spider silk and he's wrapping this around some old pipes mm-hmm. Uh, but you do know that it is an incredibly strong stretcher, and the, the, the surface of it is pleasantly silky. Cool. Well, I know it can hold my weight, and you specified that I wasn't bleeding, so I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah, so at least you're not going to bleed on it. You're like, oh, that- well, that's what I mean. I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bleed on it and ruin it or whatever. So uh, we can, we can fix it later. Uh, well done. Good, good job, Eli. All right. So, um, so he's okay. He's. He's good. Yeah, he's he's shook, and you know he's he's babbling about we're going to get you to the hospital, son. You're going to be okay. okay. He's like, I did not, right. I did not come this far to lose you now. Oh, that's great. I like that. Okay, so um, I feel like treating my my wounds is probably a pretty important thing to do. We don't want to demand spotlight, but Jose, are you cool with dealing with this first? Oh, I've yeah, got, no, I got I've, plans. Oh, oh, I know boy. you got plans. No, I just mean, you know, like, gotta... when you get shot by the police, you go to the hospital. Yes, so. the, the, oh. the hospital is definitely part of the plan. I, can, I foresaw that you guys might make that move. <laughs> you know, you, you <laughs> I, might do the smart thing and go to the hospital. What happens? The PCs are previously wounded. They might try to treat their injuries. <laughs> okay, cool. So, so yeah, yeah no. we can yeah. we can do that. Um, at some point, I do want to learn more about this slime mold thing because okay. uh, I, I feel like we might be on the wrong side of history here. Um, guys, and then we can maybe try to fix our replicator. It looks pretty shot to hell. But, hey, who knows? So you guys right. come out the... The exit, the the hidden door from your sort of kludged space is not far from what is the primary intersection. Um, I showed you the the sketch of the station, right? Maybe I didn't show you the sketch um, of the station. I don't 
think so. Do you I remember? Don't remember. What no, I do not. All right. All right. Let's take a look. So it's like this: you've got this arc of hallways. Mm-hmm. You guys are here, and so yeah, okay. the main intersection's here. The hospital's up that way. Okay. So how far is? Um, I don't know. I haven't put a scale on this because I haven't really thought through how many people are living here and how big the station actually it is. It's going to feel like a really long haul because anytime you are carrying a relative to a hospital, it feels like it's 10 million miles. And people are getting out of their way when they see that a stretcher's coming through. But as you're getting closer to the... Oh, actually, you guys are going to have to climb. I'm just now looking at the... Uh, you know, the gravity would be down towards that. So you guys, oh, there's got to be some kind of elevator. There's got to be a giant bank of elevators in there to take you upward. So you get him to the elevator and people are like, oh, what What happened? What happened? Is he going to be okay, man? Well, we like to hope for the best. Oh, hey, this is my stop. And, you know, someone says, they really should make one of these elevators just an emergency lift that only goes to the hospital and that won't stop intermittently as as it stops, opens, and some people get off to go check out the atmosphere works. And then it closes again. But That would be a pretty good idea. We can talk to whoever wins the election and ask them to do that. It's a nice point. Yeah, it's a nice piece of platform. And then you're at the hospital. As you are hauled in, you see a familiar... You think it's a familiar Pred? Preds all kind of look alike to humans, but it's, you know, it's not Ring, it's not Hotspur, who have distinctive mottling. This one is... has no scars on its flanks, and the... and its force spike is broken off. So you think it's probably smooth... Aruna's friend from back on the Killing Blade? Mm-hmm, sure. So they haul you in, and it crickets itself over, and is, uh, you know, poking at you with its mouth parts, and, you know, looks at the injury, and looks up, how did this happen? Okay, uh, well, I believe that we've talked to Smooth before, because he was the one who uh, replaced all of Jeanette's blood after yep. she got attacked by the AIs, yes. right? Yes, that is correct. Okay, uh, well, you know, I, I don't see any reason to lie to him about the specific way I got the injury, because it's, he is a yeah. doctor, and I need to have him, like, have access to the most current information, so I'll and say. And it's not like there's probably not a public police record by now. If they yeah, really exactly. got suspicious, I mean, it's just going to make us look look foolish if we if we try to fob that off. So I'm just like, yeah, you know, now, one of the bells we, shot me with a laser being yada yada. Now, while we can be honest about the basic details, we can make ourselves look more heroic than we actually are. I'm always that, into that. What do you have in mind? Um, let's see. So we obviously have the, the basics that you know there was a police shootout. Uh, in your home. What if we just? In our home, uh, what if we just massaged the truth a little and just said it was a home invasion? Well, mm. arguably, arguably, that is kind of exactly what happened. So, 
Yeah, I'm all right with we, that. There was a home invasion, and we bravely fought, and the police helped us. You know, the police just happened to help us out, but we got, you know, pretty banged up. But, you know, we could take it. We're the Burroughs. Yep, we're, we're, we're tough uh, guys. We're big, tough what, guys. What got done to you? Is this a typical human injury? And it pokes it. And, oh, my God, it hurts so bad when he pokes it. <clears throat> that's uh that's gonna be maybe about, about about an eight about an eight on our uh on our scale uh no it's not a typical human injury it uh was inflicted by one of the law enforcement official one of the uh actually it all gesture it wasn't one of the belts Wait, sorry. it was the the was slime mold, mold the one shot that got me? You. yeah it was the slime mold shot oh, okay like, sorry excuse me my, my character would remember that i wasn't trying to lie i just forgot well okay it all I'll, happened I'll really fast so you may not really know who shot you. It was just something was pointing a gun at your dad. You jumped. Things got weird. Yeah, Stanley came was in late enough where he could was it a different kind of gun? It was not a baster. It was not anything you'd seen before. It looked odd. It was okay. mostly crystal. Can I describe it to him in, in some kind of fashion and be like, it looked like this? He makes those cat moan noises out of his side flaps and says, all right, you stay still, and hops off. And soon another pred is coming out with him, and standing behind them is a familiar face, Dr. Esmeralda Fong, who was your instructor at Mars. This is who taught you much of what you know about first aid and medicine. Okay, cool. We haven't met this character before, have we? Fong is new. Okay, no. All right. So she sees you and is, you know, hooking you up to devices to monitor your vitals. And her poker face is pretty good, but give me a roll. Uh, sure. Let me roll some dice. Uh, let's see. Oh, hot shit. All right, I rolled a 14. Okay, you think she may be worried. And she's, <laughs> she's like, I've never seen injuries like this before. Uh, what what did you get yourself into, Henry? Well, you know me. I just can't stay out of trouble. And so she is gesturing. They're picking you up, putting you onto this hovering platform. And she's like, okay, get him in a pod right away. She, she turns to you, she's like, we are going to sedate you. This, the, the sedation technology they have is very advanced. Uh, we are going to have to operate on you, but again, the technology that I have to work with is is very special, and I think that we will... I think you're going to be okay. If you're conscious, I, I can't see... You know, I, 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 Even not knowing what was done to you, I think we're going to be able to replace a lot of the damage. Is that okay with you? And she looks up at uh, at Stanley and Eli, and she's like, do you consent to treatment? I, y- yes, yes, of course. I- yeah, no, I'm, I'm on board with that. So she <clears throat> wheels you into this gleaming white plastic-looking pod, and as she pulls out... The or actually, now that you're on the oh cool, am I gonna get all my blood replaced? Uh, no, it's this didn't didn't spill a lot of blood. Your your most your circulation's intact. It's just blocked in points. 
Okay. I just meant I, I didn't know exactly what the details were when Jeanette got patched up because we had more important things to deal with. But I was like, oh, hey, uh, what is the pod? Maybe they replace all of my blood with nanobots and they fix all of my shit. Like, you know, that kind of situation. But I'm going to find out. I'm looking forward to it. She, what were you going to ask me? Uh, you know, as she's sealing you up, she just gives you this look and she's like, why did you drop out of med school? And you can't tell if that was a genuine question or a rhetorical. You guess it's rhetorical because she closes the door and then you're just a doctor. That's cool. I thought I was a doctor. <laughs> so while you think about the backstory of okay. what you were were doing or why you dropped out of med school, we are going to oh, shift right. to uh, shift to Stanley and. Eli is going to stay at the hospital, but he wants you to go. He wants Stanley to go and, uh, you know, if you can go get him a coffee. Yeah. Stanley will definitely do that. If if only they just step out of the whole situation, because a lot happened in a lot of time. So he's still pretty overwhelmed. All right. As you are waiting for the elevator, you know the... Uh, the scavengers, the big floating methane cloud, flesh cloud entities? Yes. One of them kind of drifts over next to you. And it pulls out a ansible identical to the one you have and is doing something with it. And as it's doing this, you can't help noticing that it has two human eyes attached to one of its sort of pillow pods. And they're the right size, but they're too far apart, and the skin around them isn't the same color as the pillow pod. It's darker, and when they blink, they don't blink in unison, and they make this sort of moist plick sound when they open after blinking. Um, yeah, Stanley just uh, kind of on instinct kind of gulps. And uh, with, uh, when he sees the uh, the Ansible, uh, Stanley kind of, Stanley waits to see if Charles uh, starts responding, if he's, if the cloud is of course messaging him or about to communicate. Um... The cloud looks at you, and one of its dangling tentacles lifts in a surprisingly human-like gesture of greeting. And you know how they've got uh, mouths on the end of the tubes? One of those apertures sort of writhes and flexes, and it says, Hi! Oh! Oh, hello. Hello. Yes, hello. Uh, Yeah, raises a hand in greeting uh, in a slightly similar way. Uh, Nods, uh, you know, kind of slowly and then more enthusiastically. It's like, yes, this is is how it works. Greetings. I saw you coming out of the hospital. It's Ansible is now talking in a pretty pretty advanced, uh, you know, it seems to have its, its English down pretty well. All right. Uh, are are you well? I hope. Uh, well, uh, I'm certainly well. Uh, it, it's it's more it's more my my father and my and my brother. Uh, we uh, 
we encountered a, a home invasion of sorts at our at our home, and the police had to get involved, and uh, my brother has to uh, be in surgery. Oh no, that's dreadful. You would think that on this station there would be plenty of room for everyone. It's not that difficult to build additional space. I'm coming out of the hospital because a human associate of mine is giving birth. Oh, oh, how lovely. She's very enthusiastic about it. Well, she, I, I, I was... correct? Well, in, 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 in many cases, yes. Uh, uh, women are often known for giving birth. But not all. Not, no, not all. Not all. This is a bit of a... And at this point, the elevator opens. Uh, before you get on with this thing... Did you are did you call anyone to tell them what happened to Henry or are you going to call anyone or send them a text or what? Um yeah, he hadn't been thinking about it while the whole thing was out, but now that he's now that he's out and about to go, he will actually uh message um he's he's going to message Slewfoot. Uh he's going to message uh probably Probably Vasquez, too, just in case. Uh, just to at least, it's probably good to have two outside contacts to just kind of know. Um, so Slewfoot and Vasquez. Uh, not Pack, mostly because that could he wouldn't know where Pack is, and maybe talking to Pack after uh, <laughs> current events might not be a great idea. The heat's coming down. <laughs> All right, so you're sending messages to them, and as you you drift, as the thing drifts in, it introduces itself as Sunset, and he does not look like a Sunset. He looks like something that you would pay a surgeon a lot of money to get removed from you, but, so presumably his human associate, who he tells you is named Trinka, maybe is a little bit of a flatterer. But, yeah, you find out that uh, her husband didn't make it and died during the the evacuation. And so as you're going down, he he says that he is a xenthropologist, which is like an anthropologist, but for studying other species or other sapient species. And that he has become interested in human beings, but there's a lot he doesn't get. Well, uh, luckily you'll have plenty of plenty of time to learn as we all we all settle in. It's 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 going to be very interesting, I believe. It, it it'll, it's definitely a, a, a transitory period. I think there's going to be a lot here that may not necessarily be common to human psychology, but well, it is of course always a fraught endeavor to study a society or the psychology of a species when they are first encountering other species with other societies and other psychologies. There is something at the heart of the human experience that I feel is very difficult to get a grasp on, though. So I've been asking people about it and getting a lot of different answers. What is this masculine and feminine business? Huh. So yeah, having, well, dro- I, I... having dropped that one, while you think of of uh, Stanley's answer to that, uh huh, 
You and you and him are going to be off for a while looking for coffee for Eli while you formulate an answer. So we will skip forward a couple of hours to when Henry comes out of the pod and Smooth is there. Your father's there with a cup of coffee. So we establish you know, through this flash forward that you do, in fact, get him the coffee. Uh so yeah, and and you feel a lot better. And looking down, you can see that what used to be these three points of pain in your body are now three ovals on the surface of your skin. Uh, you know, there's a small one, a medium, and a large one in places that corresponded to where that weird compacting keloidizing effect had been. But they don't look like your skin. Remember how Chilai had the one brown arm that looked like it was a shrunken grown man's arm? Yes. You have these discs of skin there that are the same color. And there's a couple how hairs impact out of them. points? I had thought that they were like three pinpricks. Did I misunderstand? You don't know. Who are you going to ask? I don't know how big the holes in my torso are. The ones, you know, what you've got after the uh, after the operation are uh, ones about the size of a dime, ones probably twice as big as that, and ones probably four times as big as that. Oh, that's not bad. Okay. Uh, is the skin human? Near as you can tell. You poke it, and it feel, and you, you, it has full sensation. Things are still a little sore. And Smooth comes over. And says, you are the first human to ever have encountered that kind of injury. It's an exotic weapon that compresses matter into denser forms. So your skin, part of your liver, and part of your intestines were shrunk down to about a quarter of their original size, while remaining attached to the tissue, which is good because it means there wasn't a great deal of tearing or bleeding. But we did have to take out the compacted tissue as it was too dense and tight to perform its functions. And as it's saying this, the the little forearm where the blade's been removed is kind of like reaching out and tapping you in an, an arrhythmic way. I, I imagine that he's taking my pulse or some similar kind of thing. All right, so did I have to get my bowel resectioned, or, or what's the situation? No, Dr. Uh, Dr. Fong was able to get that pretty well. You, you did not lose any of that path. You should, you should experience Good. normal Good. function. You have been patched with the body of the first human we scanned. Interesting. Is the skin on my torso region the same uh, color as um, as uh, God? What was the name? Um, the the person arm. with the arm, Chilai's arm, is it's it the same, the same thing? color? Okay, cool. So uh, I assume that, like with the with the clone apples or something, that they all just have um, one set of 
human DNA and through their their science or something, rejection isn't an issue. One so far, well, it seems. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um, that's very interesting. Uh, who do I have to thank for this new skin? Who's the uh, the man with the golden arm, as it were? Oh, we have re we have concealed his name due to concerns for his privacy. That's fair. And at this point, Esmeralda comes in, looking a little harried, and you know her her hair's a little bit out of place. Uh, but she you know, sweeps it back. She's got one of those uh, bits where it's turned gray in one streak, so it's very dramatic. Uh, sure, sure. A a uh, short, compact woman looks sort of half African, half Chinese Indonesian, and comes over and folds her hands and says, what have you gotten yourself into this time? And she starts poking uh, sort of uh, maternally or possessively at the spots on your torso and asking, does this hurt? Does this hurt? Does this hurt? I'll answer truthfully, whatever the case may be. I don't know if it hurts or not. Yeah, the, um, this isn't a medical drama. It it's, feels surprisingly good. Well, not not like good, but there's a surprising lack of bad. It feels normally as if I was being poked when I was healthy. Okay, yes. cool. This is not a medical drama. You can found me at every turn. I wanted to play medical drama. <laughs> okay. Um, so what have you gotten yourself into? It's uh, <clears throat> more a question of what's gotten into me this time. Dr. Fong. Exotic matter compacting weaponry? Who shot you with exotic matter compacting weaponry? Well, it uh, was a non-paying boarder in the apartment that I share with my brother, uh, to simplify things. We had had a uh, bit of a mold problem down in our sub-basement. At least that's uh, what it appeared to be initially. Due to the... uh, diverse physical appearances of our new benefactors and the other people living on the ship, I was uh, leery of just trying to uh, scrub it off with bleach and baking soda. It turns out that my suspicion was somewhat grounded, and it uh, ran afoul of the police, and there was a shootout, and I was wounded in the crossfire, unfortunately. As you're saying this, your dad is messing about with his ansible, and he throws up a picture of the entity before it started moving. He's like, yeah, when you you, were talking about that, I took a picture of it so that I could ask someone if it was intelligent or not, because I was looking forward to telling you it wasn't, but I guess the joke's on me. And Uh, Unfortunately. You guys gave this a name, didn't you? Yeah, we did. It was uh I had named the 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 material, the glass steel. So you named this thing. You called it like the the flembrain or something. What did you call it? Oh, I, ah, I can't remember. I had oh, made no. some kind of Chex Quest joke. Um you, you know what? You can you can review the audio files later and find out what we called the damn thing. I have it in here. I thought I had it in my notes, but it doesn't look like I do. I have it somewhere in my notes, but I have many, many notes. Yeah, sure. Oh, green teeth. There we go. Yes. That was what you had called it. 
you had you had told us what it was. We'd called it something else, but yeah, green teeth, cool. Yeah. So as you show up, the the green teeth, whatever its official name is, smooth kind of looks at it and says, "Oh, those are rare." What are they exactly? Are they uh, one of the races that's been onboarded to this ship? There are some of them on Gumstring Station, but they are not thriving in this sector of space. Although they do, they do uh, use the same. Ga- they do thrive in the same gas mixture of oxygen and nitrogen and such that humans, preds, and the sleeves do, but mm-hmm. they are prone to psychological instability due to their diet. That's a, that's a curious way of phrasing things. What, pray tell, is their diet? Well, they are carnivorous. However, they are capable when they consume a thing, if it they absorb the patterns and recreate the patterns in its brain tissues, or they can, or they do. This is also part of their mating process, is that when they're going to reproduce, two of them permanently fuse into an entity that has the combined memories and personalities of the original parents. And this new entity then discharges a clone of itself without any memories onto a surface where it will grow up into an adult colony. But they ha- evolution has not equipped them well for a highly mediated culture. So there are... M- a rising number of instances where when they merge, they have incompatible beliefs or extremely firm opinions that are contradictory. So they go mad. Huh. I love slime molds, dude. They they open up all these cool questions and stuff. So he said colony. Is he using that in the scientific context or is it like a hive... Um, mind of like many small slimes that function as a cohesive unit? It sounds like it's many slimes operating as a cohesive unit, but that they're able to absorb patterns from each other. Okay. So uh, they'll um, merge and gain each other's like memories and, and powers and experiences and stuff and then make clone of that and that's their offspring and then that offspring fucks off and does it all over again yes although the offspring it sounds like is blank it has none of the memories of either of the original parents right and he says that like the fusion of ones with different political ideologies drives them nuts or something ones that have completely incompatible beliefs and apparently, you know, if you want to get into it with him, he explains that when they were in all the state of nature, what I'm all about getting into it. So yes, please. When they were in the state of nature, what they were mostly sharing was concrete physical observations. 
But as their society evolved and as they made contact with other societies through the Ansible, the amount of abstract culture they could absorb exploded exponentially. And they're having a very hard time reconciling the amount of culture that they now have pre-blended and post-blended with the amount that they were evolved to deal with. Okay. Again, my my initial supposition seems pretty close here. I, I hate to be that guy, but I, I feel kind of bad for these slime molds. <laughs> they didn't really do anything wrong. I, I kind of want to stop everybody from genociding them <laughs> because they don't look like humans. Well, that was probably the only one in the human area. And he wants to know, uh, yeah, Esmeralda is the one who points out, she's like, so wait, you, we all just arrived here not too long ago, and it was already in that space when you got there? Uh, yes, it didn't uh, come in, it didn't sneak in or anything. We discovered it when we were uh, cleaning up. So that's probably its home, and you just moved in? And Smooth says they do periodically go into lengthy here hibernations. Yes, that was uh, what it appeared to be the case. We uh, weren't able to communicate with um, the the green teeth uh, initially, so uh, we thought that maybe our ansibles weren't advanced enough, or uh, maybe it was nocturnal or something. They are hard. They would be hard to, for you to communicate with. Smooth says they have a different array of senses they mostly move about through echolocation and scent and they mostly communicate by emitting pheromones mm-hmm. and that's something the ansible's not good at you can get ansibles that are pheromone uh, analytic equipped but a pheromone based language translating that into a gestural or speaking language is tricky because there is a a non-temporal or uh, element to pheromone languages. With a spoken language, you start at the beginning and you go to the end as necessarily. But with a pheromone expression, you absorb it all at once. Hold on, there is... I'm going to go look up a quote about this. And Eli is okay. just kind of looking back and forth between the two of you. He's like, I think I'm going to go check and see if the house is okay now that I know that you're all right. You gonna? You are all right, right, son? Yes, Dad, don't worry. I'm, uh, I'm in good hands with Esmeralda. All right. And he you know, grabs your foot through the, uh, the blanket and, and wanders out. And so Esmeralda looks at you and says, well, I'm glad you're all right. She's like, it's been a, it's been a hell of a day. I've delivered the first baby born on this station. Oh, uh, that's fantastic. He's healthy, named, I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's named Jethro. Okay. And she, you know opens her mouth and then closes it and, you know, kind of shakes her head. And she's like, you know, we're really busy here. And Smooth is good and has great technology, but 
we are just playing this catch-up game of trying to teach him the basics of human physiology and behavior and and she kind of shakes her head and why it is that some people drastically understate how much pain they're in and others drastically overstate it would you consider coming back i don't see any reason why not i mean uh this is some area of expertise that I might be able to offer up to the station and help people. Uh, we have a lot of human refugees, but I haven't noticed a lot of uh, other people practicing the craft. If you'll uh, have me, then certainly. Well, she reaches out and shakes your hand and says, you'll be somewhat less likely to get shot, I hope. Is your brother going to be all right with that, though? I'm sure that we can talk things over when he gets back. It's uh, very difficult to find coffee on this station, from my understanding. Only one barista, she says. All right, so with that, we'll switch back to Coffee Quest. All right, cool. Coffee Quest 2K17. Yeah. So what are you going to tell Sunset about masculinity and femininity? Oh, boy. All right, well... Hmm. I've been thinking about this this whole time, and yet it's so hard to put into words. Well, I suppose masculinity and femininity isn't necessarily... It's not necessarily related to who people are biologically. It's... it's the, the, ancient, the ancient philosophers, uh, Socrates, uh, Martin... Uh, Shafad, they all talk about how they all talk about how there's there's two aspects to mankind, some that we equate to what we see as men and some that we equate to what we see as as women, and one is considered rough and hard, and the other is considered smooth and soft and uh, Stanley starts to get into kind of a ramble based on various potentially not entirely whole philosophies that he's attempted to read in his spare time uh it kind of it comes off kind of sounding a little bit like a like a traditional like 90s men are from mars women are from venus type deal um men like football women like shopping did you know yes, this is one of the many differences in a monastery for seven years what Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. The the author, he lived in a monastery for like ten years. I didn't I didn't know I that. Did wow. Know that. Huh. <laughs> well, now you do. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, it's like, yes, men are known for playing for playing football, which is of course uh the game where you knit a football and then you play with it. And and of course, women are very are very much known for shopping, usually for hunting tools and and barbecue gear. Barbecue is of course a a, a type of of human. He's getting more animated now, like a, a type of human cooking where uh, you have a crock pot and <laughs> and and so you know sunset. You know, one of his eyes closes and opens, and then the other closes and opens with that plick sound. And so you are a man and are also masculine, but these are related but not necessarily correlated 
concepts? Yes. Uh, one is one is considered more of an essence, and the other is considered more of a uh, a state. Of, uh, one is a one is an essence of personality and an essence of certain traits, and the other is a, a state of being of of sorts. I, I believe. Uh, I, I, I believe uh, the ancient philosopher Sting once said this, uh, although I, I can't quite remember the text. Now, if I am correct, only females, who may or may not be women, can bear young within their bodies? That's more or less... Yes, I believe that. That is... I believe you're... Yes, I believe that so is... So, yeah. men are like parasites? Oh, no, 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 no. They're... they're uh... Well, I don't mean no. immediately, but in the long... In the... The ecolo- the uh, his his ansible briefly flashes and he you know his tentacles come out and sort of suck around it and rotate it and he says in evolutionary time it would seem that men have the much easier procreative role in that bearing a human child is dangerous the the fatality numbers in history seem to support this. Far more women die in childbirth than men die in childbirth. This, yes, that's, 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 definitely, that's definitely true for uh, biological historical record. So why are the numbers of women and men equal? It would seem like far fewer men are necessary to support a population. Because... Because of, oh yes, that is because of the human chromosomes. Uh, when we are talking about uh, 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 um, certain biological uh, expressions, uh, there's about uh, uh, depending on uh, how human. Are you familiar with human genetics? Somewhat. Well, it uh, it it creates a. Oh, are you familiar with the mathematical concept of probability? Yes, of course. Okay, good. So. Human, so human beings have two have two types of chromosomes. Uh, basically speaking, it's it's a lot more complex than this. But I, I'm I'm boiling everything down. Uh, please understand. There's X and there's Y, and the combination of X and Y creates uh, a human being that would normally be uh, assigned uh, a male or a man. Um, and a- a X and X together would usually create a, a human being that would be assigned as a, a woman at birth uh, or a uh, or a woman later on in life, and the and eventually, uh, with enough procreation, it eventually evens out so that there's uh, a fifty-fifty chance. In order to ensure that there's a, that a shortage of of either uh, biologically male or bi- biologically female uh, organs would. In case there's a shortage, it would eventually replenish itself within a few uh, generations. Well, what about this song, then? And he plays a section of the Beach Boys song, Two Girls for Every Guy. Well, well, you see, what, what we usually consider men, they often have fantasies of being around more women than men, of certain, certain men who enjoy the company of women, as opposed to certain men who enjoy the company of other men. And inevitably, uh, as, as human beings age, uh, what we, uh, 
what we uh, women have a tendency to live longer than men, so that eventually they're theoretic that is theoretically possible though the the beach boys uh when they had hoped that they would have that this would happen when they're young, but this would actually happen near the end of a human life cycle hmm all right, so men tend to prefer the presence of women. Don't women also prefer the presence of women, though? Uh, a moment, a moment of thought. As, as uh, at, at this point, this you have <laughs> you have found. Uh, oh, what's her name? The last, the last barista, uh, Bu. Yes. There, there is a crowd of antsy caffeineophiles. So you're standing in line with this floating flesh thing that smells like farts but people are used to this you know everything on mars right. smelled bad you were in, you were cooped up in your spacesuit for you know hours on end so the toleration right. of aroma is pretty high and the pleasant scent of french roast kona is is undercutting it yeah so he he sees the line and he's like oh i i have to I have to get some coffee for uh, for my father. I, I hate to cut this short. I, I it kind of gestures to the line. Well, this has been very illuminating. I I I, I can only hope I've at least shed some light on the situation. I realize it's a. Is it, it psychologically it even... damaging for a male human to grow up without masculine models? Sometimes. Sometimes. I'm concerned about Trinka's child because it is a masculine... No, it's not a masculine child. It is a male child. It has not yet developed or presented masculinity. Is that correct? Well, yes. Uh, you know, it, 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 the, it, the child is a baby. The, the child can grow up into either... A, a male or a female or whatever the child the child would choose to cho to become. But these transformations only occur technologically. Yes. <laughs> what do I you want? I think that the aliens <laughs> conflating sex and gender. I think that's what's going on. Yeah, yeah basically. Okay, it's, cool. Yeah, basically, there's the, there's explaining the, the differences between sex, and gender, and all yeah, the intricacies it. that come with that are very. <laughs> Yeah. So. All right. That yeah. Explaining that gets you back to the hospital. Make, make sure that that he doesn't like try to kidnap the baby and take him from his two moms so that he doesn't grow up gay or whatever. <laughs> like I don't want to play that game. No. 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 Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Basically, they're gonna. Uh, Stanley would kind of then explain. Well, quickly, you know, ordering from BU and you know walking back from the hospital would <laughs> would explain that. Uh, Masculinity and femininity, while people, uh, while there's role models for people, um, since everybody can, in theory, express masculinity and femininity uh, in people in equal measure, uh, the child will be able to grow up normally, uh, even if uh, no matter who, no matter who's in their life. Um, what's what's ultimately more important is is. Masculinity and femininity aren't necessarily important as, as much as it is instilling a, a strong sense of uh, ethic, uh, ethics and values and empathy yeah, sure, sure. above all else. Well, thank you for this conversation. I appreciate it. And it I, floats off. 
I think that I will go find a gender-neutral teddy bear for Jethro. Okay, great. That sounds <laughs> good lovely. Talk, everyone, everyone loves everyone loves the teddy bear every now and then. So you get back, give the coffee to Dad. We fast forward to uh, when he's. Uh, so where do you go after hand after dropping off the coffee? Because it's established that you weren't there when he comes out of the pod. Right. Uh, yeah, actually, what uh, what he is actually going to do, because if you remember, we were actually looking for BU before uh, the uh, before the uh, green teeth incident. Uh, since BU is now at work, uh, he is actually going to go back to the coffee shop and wait for a lull in the um, for for a lull in the business tax about Kelai, the uh, the girl. Remember, because Apo had right. Um, well, eventually she runs out of coffee and people groan and she's like, bring me matter and you will, and I'll turn it into coffee with my allocation, uh, at the, at the transformer. But you know, when there isn't any more, there isn't any more. That's all there is. And, you know, she turns to you and she's like, we're closed. Oh no, 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 no. I, I, I don't need coffee. I, I needed to ask. You were the last. You do you remember the little girl with the arm when we were on the when we were on the killing blade? Yes, of course I do. Chilai. Do you know? Yes, Chilai. Thank you. Do you know what happened to her? Apo is back and about, and I believe he is spreading lies. <sighs> well, come with me. Come with me. Of course, of course. She takes you around the back door of her coffee kiosk and it is apparently you know it, it's it's obviously very makeshift and she brings you into the back room where you see two sleeping pallets laid down on the floor and some of the screens and she says chai has been staying here with me chai chai come on out and you know the girl comes out from behind one of the screens looks sort of squints at you and then goes back behind it and she's like ah oh. She's like, she's, yeah, she's driving me nuts. Um, but yeah, thanks for the heads up about Apo. I mean, what, what are we supposed to do with this guy? Uh, you know, I, the aliens aren't going to do anything about him because the numbers of humans are so low. You know what I mean? They're not going to, they don't want to lock him up. They're certainly not going to throw him out of space lock, which, uh, in in my opinion, is exactly what is called for here. But that would only make him a martyr. Mm. I would rather have him a martyr and shut him up than have him be a non-martyr who's, who's hanging around all the time. I mean, he's... I do believe he's dangerous, and... I would not, agree. Not least because people listen to him when he starts spouting off his his crazy talk. He did. Were you were you present? He he's he's running. He's running to lead us. Yeah, um, I heard about that. You get a lot of gossip at the coffee shop, and all I've been doing is telling everyone who gets a cup that I, you know, I think he's rotten and a liar and probably not right in the head, but. I don't know if that's good enough. Well, at least, at least if we can, at at the very least, what you what we what we can do is uh, we can at least show that Chilai is okay and safe, and we can at least hit one aspect of his narrative. 
I suppose, I suppose. Um, yeah, well, do you know any of the other candidates? Uh, well, yes. Uh, there is, of course, uh, Aruna, if you're familiar with her. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, the singer, right? Yes, yes, the yeah, the singer. Uh, yeah. yeah, she was on the, the show. What about the other ones? She seemed pretty tough. Well, well, well you, you would certainly be right. She, uh, she was my neighbor for quite some time. Oh, yeah? Um, she, well... It's a small uh, community. Everybody knows everybody. Yes, I, well, I mean, I had... When I was younger, I had always considered her a friend. I don't believe she had ever seen it the same for me. Oh, one of those. Uh, it, well, uh, well, no, no, nothing, no, nothing to that, nothing to that degree. But it, it doesn't help when you're trying to make friends with people besides your brother who are the same age as you. When that, when that little girl's father wants to come around with a laser shotgun at your own father at the neighboring farm next door, you could see how that makes things a little. A little difficult. Yeah, that sounds awkward. Can but is she trustworthy? I. She certainly means what she says. Whether or not what she means and what she intends to do will be good for us, that I could not say. Well, I can't say I like any of these. Any of these choices. All right. Well, Chilai's here. She's healthy. We're. Getting Thai through her ansible. We're I'm trying to teach her Chinese and English, but it's not easy. It's not easy, and there's not a lot of kids her age around. I know that feeling. All right, with that, let's cut back to the hospital. All righty. All right. So, did you have an answer prepared for uh, for Doctor Fong? What did she ask me? Well, you know, why you quit med school. Oh, yeah, we had talked about this, actually. So um, what we had what we had sort of hashed out is maybe um, during the time that uh, Henry was in medical school, um, they had had the, – the brothers had had an opportunity to acquire the goose. Like they found a good deal on an inexpensive spaceship, but it was time sensitive for some kind of reason. They had to go out and say, hey, you know, over the weekend we'll pick up the ship and then we'll come back. But uh, along the way, it, it broke down and then we needed to get it repaired. And during the time that we were waiting for the repairs, we discovered that we were really into the whole frontier life thing. So we just decided to do that instead. Wow. All right. So it's. So is that is that cool? That's cool. Does that work with your notes and stuff? Yeah, it, does. it it works fine. I'm just, you know, I'm, I was wondering what the backstory was, and I figured you would enjoy a chance to get into it. Oh, absolutely. I just wanted to make sure that it cottoned with what you had planned. I didn't want to trip you up. All right. Um, as Stanley is heading back, having gotten the, the news that Chai Lai is okay and expressed his reservations with both... All right. Did you have? Did you express greater reservations for Greta or for Aruna, or was it kind of a pox on both their houses? Oh, it was. Yeah, it was definitely. It's kind of definitely a pox on, on on both their houses. He's uh, Stan, Stanley is pretty firm into what his vision of the government should be, but it's clearly not popular. 
What's, uh, what's Stanley's vision for the government? Well, if, if you remember, it's definitely more parliament-based. He doesn't even believe there should be a singular leader. But if you remember, uh, he was shouted down, and that's caught on real, real well. So, And then a, an election kind of formed out around that. So All for right. now, he's been kind of licked. Poor guy. Well, as you're heading back to the hospital, remember Ben? The, yes. The owner of more spaceships than he can fly? Right. He calls you on your Ansible and wants to know where you are. Oh, uh, I am over. We're still at the, around the coffee shop, right? Yeah, you're heading back from there. Yeah, so I'll just... Uh, I, I can't remember. Can we actually send out geotags or the equivalent sure. of geotags? Yeah, so yeah, he basically sends a geotag. Yeah, and, and just stops. It's like, I'll meet you here. All right. Uh, when he shows up, he says, So, how are, uh, how's it going? I heard your well, brother. Uh, I heard your brother got shot up. Well, yes, we encountered. Uh, we call it a, a green tooth, and uh, unfortunately, it was very, very hostile towards us, and there was nothing we could have done. That's messed up. I know. Wow, I was gonna. I, I, you know, the timing. This makes the timing really awkward. But um, I don't know if you know much about this system, but it has an asteroid belt just like back on Saul. So oh. I don't know how happy you are with the allocation of, you know, five kilograms of matter a day, but I know for a fact that the ship you, you called the Galileo, the one you named, I'm getting it painted, by the way. Oh, lovely. I know it can produce an off and carry an awful lot more than that. So, the guy who ordered it, he's trying, he, he still wants to get his hands on it. And I would be just as happy to haul it out to this asteroid belt on the carrier. You know, maybe get a couple other ships. Some people have them. Set up a mining enterprise and bring back, uh, you know, a strike. Because uh, I don't want to have to depend on the whims of, of these aliens for you know, my food and fuel and anything else I might want. People are learning how to use these fabricators and are programming in all kinds of human stuff. But there's only so much you can do without raw materials. And I know you can pilot it. What do you think? <sighs> So just to be sure, uh, the details of what he's asking is basically, uh, uh, like, just so I got the whole gist of the situation. He, basically, I'm just creating an extra material to try to like. Is like, is it is this straight up outright smuggling at this point? Or no, it's it's mining. The so it's asteroids just, okay. don't belong to anyone until yeah. You ask him this, and he's like, no, the asteroids don't belong to anyone until. Someone brings them back here and does something with them. There's, you know, there's billions and billions of tons of matter out there. Uh, you know, the the barrier to producing stuff is not that we don't have the matter. The barrier is that getting the matter from where it is to where it can be fabricated. I see. I, I believe I would be interested. I believe I right. would be interested in this. Well, I I will keep you in mind as I put this together. Then cool. He's like, you Thank know, you. hey, we could corner the market on matter, become new tycoons. And he kind of punches you in the shoulder. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> rubs rubs the shoulder, you know, a, a little, you know, maybe hit a little bit harder than uh, <laughs> that Stanley expected. All right. Um, and when you are heading back to the hospital, you get there just as Greta walks in the door ahead of you. Yeah, just kind of, a, just kind of a blink, and just kind of, oh, that not not really intending to say, oh, but definitely just surprise. And she turns and looks at you, and she's like, oh, oh, did I have a an accent for Gretel? I did, didn't I? Yes, uh, yes she was yes. German. That was yeah, what you German. had been doing. Ah, so Stanley, I was just coming here to see you and your brother. Ah, uh, well, thank you. I, I, my brother's in surgery. He should be coming out soon, if not already. Mm. So, well, actually, you know, he at this point, you know, he's out of the surgery because you dropped off the coffee for Eli and gone back for a second. That's right. That's right. All right. So, so actually, yeah, he's like, oh, he's just out of surgery. It, it seems like it went well. I hope so. It uh, would be a shame to lose him. I remember when he set my broken leg, it was done adequately. Yes, it's he's always had a talent for the medical arts. Mm. But you seduced him away to be the what? The swashbuckling flyboy, yeah. It, it. There's a bit. There's a bigger world out there, and, and a bigger world for spider farming. And why not try to reach it? That's the line upon which you open the door and come into the tiny cramped room where Henry is lying in the pod. Uh, Henry, oh. you look unkilled. Yes, I am very uh, happy to say I am unkilled. Mm. So what happened? It it was some kind of assault in your residence? Uh, regrettably, yes. The authorities involved are reluctant to give me a full report for some reason. Perhaps after the election, if I am an official... Uh, representative of humankind, they will be more forthcoming. Interesting. Yes. On that subject... Yeah, she pulls out an Ansible and she says, do you mind if I record this? Please, feel free. I understand uh, the need for posterity in times like this. Should you be uh, appointed, elected, or uh, whatever it is that we decide on doing... What would be your thoughts on a dedicated emergency services elevator that goes directly to the medical bay? Mm, yeah, that's a very sensible idea. That way, uh, people wouldn't need to uh, wait around while others were getting off uh, to go shopping or what have you, and uh, people also, who were going about their daily activities would need to be exposed to uh, diseases and injuries and so on and so forth. Absolutely. That's a, that is a superb idea. She'll have to spring that one on Aruna at the debates. Oh, are they scheduled already? Not yet, but we are planning. We are making some plans. Are they now? I was not aware of this. When when should we expect to see this debate? Mm, nobody agrees. Aruna oh. wants it. I, I want it as soon as possible, as I have nothing to prepare. Aruna, of course, is delaying so that she can try to mount a campaign through the Ansible using her alien technology contacts. And as for Apple, God only knows. Interesting. God only knows indeed. 
what I'd be without you. More Beach Boys. <laughs> and she just gives you this blank look and it's like, what did I use for the anesthesia on you? Is your mind clear? It's as clear as ever. Just a certain weakness for the things of past Earth. Karaoke, as it were. Anyway, you said you didn't need to prepare. What exactly do you mean by that? Uh, Surely you understand the value of preparation, practice for something like a debate? I know what my positions are. I do not have to perform research in order to massage my views of right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And when Germans say stuff like that, I get nervous. Have you all agreed on uh, a moderator for this debate yet? No, no one has agreed on anything. Why do you ask? Yeah, Stanley looks at Stanley looks at Henry, kind of like a kind of like a oh. Are you <laughs> well, I know that for the immediate future, since uh, our uh, place of living has been um, made undesirable, we're going to be out and about for some short time. Uh, we might offer up our services. I know all three of you possess uh, more or less equal distaste for us so that way it would be fair there couldn't be any accusations of favoritism she folds her arms and frowns on at you what makes you think that i who grew up next to you who has had her leg repaired by your skills bears the same animosity towards you that apple whom you have accused of unspeakable deeds and outed as a liar or, for that matter, Aruna, whom you maneuvered into a humiliating performance. I, but there's no, there's no proof of that. He stops, knowing that there's no point in lying. Said lying to her, she's got to be dead to rights. There's no proof of a. Everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she she wants to know why you think she. D- why you think she doesn't like you? She seems vaguely affronted. Huh. That's weird. I, 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 I'd always just assumed that living under your father, I, who, I never felt that he ever liked us, and he certainly didn't want us hanging out with you. And she looks away at that, and her voice softens, and she says, Speaking of my father, do you know where he is or what happened to him? We haven't seen him uh, since we've come onto the ship, but if uh, you wanted help rendezvousing with him, we might be able to track him down. If he's on board, he probably would have been uh, scanned in by our benefactors. We could find out where he's staying. The, I've, I've searched with the Ansible, and I have not... He does not appear to possess one. I... I- it is my hope that he refused to accept them, but the last you, time I spoke to him was before the aliens came to Mars. There is ben. one contact of ours who might be able to help find individuals who are off the grid. I know Fritzel wouldn't have gone in for having his fingerprints scanned. That might be why you're not able to find him in the registry. Or, or, remember... We had offered for him to come with us, and he refused. What? What? Excuse me. What do you mean by this? We, we had been part of the. We have been part of one of the early contacts. We had been saved 
by one of the by one of the aliens and Whoa, no dude time out remember we're lying to everybody and telling them that oh no wait you said saved yeah, by yeah, aliens okay yeah, yeah sorry yeah, i got that's mixed up you're right never that's mind that's the lie okay yeah we were saved by the aliens and naturally part of the process was for us to get on their ship and we and a, and a group of party uh, a group of partiers had been and your father had been happened to be in the house in our house at the time and he would have known and we had offered for him to come with us and he refused and wait, wait, before you saw I, him on the last day he he had broken in he had broken in he had broken into our house and he had threatened father with a gun I had to. I had to. I had. I had to get him to calm down. I'm. I'm so sorry. Well, no. I. I'm. I. I. I it, the, the apology should. Uh, should be mine. I. Uh, so, he was at the farm on on the last day. Yes. And did not get on the the spruce goose with you or onto the. Uh, uh, the bread ship, the uh, explosive delivery. No, he had. No, he had. For what? For what he had said, he he did he he couldn't trust the aliens. He couldn't trust anything that was happening, and he said that we all had to prepare and that we could survive it all. And I believe that is what he did. I believe he had struck down, and I believe he had prepared for the worst. Well, she it is a deep sigh. It is possible that the Xyz, once we had all left the planet, could have found him and recovered him. I it certainly wouldn't be beyond their power. He might consider that a face worse than death. Thank, thank oh. you for your candor. Um, if you excuse me, I must go now. And she's—you can see that her eyes are reddening, and she just turns and bolts out the out the door. Hmm. Okay. I can't say so, I expected to be the bearer of bad news today. I know, right? That was, that was really weird. I guess I had misinterpreted what she meant by I'm glad you're unkilled. I guess she was uh, joking. I thought that she was just, like, understating or what have you. Well, anyway, that's interesting. So here's my thoughts. Um, we could ask Ling Pak if he smuggled Fritzel onto the ship because he's also, like, a paranoid... Uh, weirdo who doesn't want to give up his fingerprints to the aliens. And well, such. I mean, he is a spy also. That is also the important reason why. <laughs> yeah, we could ask him if he like was one of the people who had gotten smuggled on, since there isn't a record of his presence. It could be somewhere to start. I mean, I, I don't have yeah, any other like idea if, of how to look for Fritzel, so I mean, what do you I think mean, about that? No, I'm alright with that because even though even though Stanley believes that he probably stayed on Mars, that doesn't necessarily mean that's what happened. After all, there were two ships. So, there were at least two ships because right. Aruna went on like a different ship from Mars, oh, and there were dozens uh, we, or hundreds of ships. Yeah, we yeah, know that so, there, yeah, there so, were more ships that came back. So maybe he was on one of the later ones. Absolutely, uh, that's yeah, that's certainly a theory. You know, he kind of sucks, but I hope that he's alive and we right, can like he's still our neighbor. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, he's a person, so we can we can try to track him down that way, and then if we reunite him with Greta uh, and she wins the debate, then that might be good for us because we're we're ill suited to actually doing any kind of governance. We're more like the guy who advises the guy. 
I thought being moderators is a good way for us to sort of nose our way into important shit that's going on since we're RPG characters. We don't have to like about that, but that's a good one. It does establish us as Bob Hope of the New World Order. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Before you tell him about uh, Ben's offer, uh, we'll end with not a huge cliffhanger. But uh, you know, a little a little foretaste of things to come, which oh, yeah, sure. is that as you're lying there, uh, you know, getting over Gretel, uh, be seeming unexpectedly human, one of the cop bells floats in. Oh boy! Uh oh! Projects an image of the the hubcap. What do you know about this? Exciting stuff. All right, and I will see you guys next week. Can you just make a note, uh, Greg, so that we can ask for what our upgrade was for this time, or do we not get one this time? I don't think you get one this time. Your your last week was pretty rough on you, but, you know, you guys are doing well. So (laughs) Our last week was pretty rough on us, so we don't get a a thing. There it is. We've got a lot of advances anyway. We're fine. We can- okay, no, I, I was just, I just wanted to ask. <laughs> Coffee's for closers, Lachlan. Talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh right. that's great. Bye-bye, dudes. Bye. All right, see you later. Termination Shock is released under Creative Commons non-commercial share-alike no-derivatives license. The music is courtesy of the MuseOpen website and is... A U.S. military band playing Holst's The Planets, The Jupiter Suite. This has been Termination Shock. Mm-hmm.